Oh, my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. It's a festive episode. This is episode number 449, Christmas in the Stars. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt. And with me, the Wookiee to my comb, we've got Carl LeClaire. <laughs> you certainly help get, you know, keep me tidy, Jason. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it's all a Wookiee needs at Christmas, right? You know, just to yeah. come. I mean, uh, according to the Christmas in the Stars album, all you can get a Wookiee for Christmas is a comb. It's all he needs. I mean, it's all he needs. And, well, maybe maybe you'd get a new comb every Christmas because I bet it gets a lot of use. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Jason, I can't believe it's that time of year already. It's I mean, Christmas is a, a few days away from when we're recording right now, which is just just wild to me like where did where did this month go where is this year gone 2021 has been just as wild a year as 2020 in my opinion um yeah but uh (laughs) it's it's been a it's been a whirlwind kind of a weird whirlwind but here we are at the end of it and it's time for christmas once again here in the wampa's lair (laughs) (laughs) absolutely it is and uh you know that said too this will be our uh this will be our last show of the year we're gonna take next week off um because it's been a it's 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 been a long month and uh I, i feel like we've done some some great content here all throughout our our 10 year celebration uh so you know i feel like this is just a really fun way to end the year talking about some some christmas memories talking about some star wars moments that make us think of christmas time uh and just having some fun with it yeah i'm excited you know it's it's nice to kind of like sit back and relax for an episode right now because the last couple have been pretty deep and 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 and, and intense in terms of like uh depth of discussion so yeah uh yeah you know that's and I feel like this is the perfect way for us to end the year, Jason. Like, Wampus Lair is all about just having fun with Star Wars, so that's what we're going to do. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and then we'll ring, in, we'll ring in the new year with our 450th episode, which is just exciting. 
Woohoo! So, um, yeah, we we obviously last week in place of our matchup or poll, we encouraged folks to send in any Christmas memories they themselves have around Star Wars. I totally forgot to put that out as a reminder on any of our social media. So, unfortunately, we only got two very two very quick responses. And thank you to those of you who wrote in. Um, but because I kind of dropped the ball, we're just gonna we're gonna postpone that tradition just for one more year. Um, that's this, it's just a sign of the week, you know, uh, I've been having that. I just simply forgot to post that. <laughs> so I don't normally forget, but, uh, it's been one of those weeks. Um, been a bit busy, hectic for the holidays. Um, <laughs> that needs to be like a status for something, you know, hectic <laughs> know. for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, J- when, right before we, we hit record, um, Jason and I were talking about, you know, almost every year we've done an episode and I, and around Christmas time with a Christmas theme. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we've called an episode in the past Christmas and the stars. And he was like, it's Jason was like, Oh, it's fine. It can be our tradition. Um, but one thing we've never actually explicitly talked about though, is the fact that Christmas and the stars is obviously the name of the holiday Christmas album that was released in November of 1980. Um, you know, and, and this is Jason, I don't have a physical copy of this album. Uh, I would love one. I borrowed a friend's CD a couple of years ago and, and put it on my computer, like old school style and <laughs> ripped, uh, it, old ri- ripped style. it old school nice. style. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I love, I love my vinyl collection. I love buying records, but the eBay prices for this record is just, it's more than I'm willing to spend. So I will just continue to enjoy it. my, and my digital version. But just in case any of you are kind of unfamiliar with the Christmas in the Stars album, uh, regardless of whether or not you can get your hands on a physical copy, you can listen to the whole album on YouTube, if nothing else. Um, it's it's very easy to track down. Uh, and just a cool little story behind it. It was written by uh, a guy named Maury Weston, who was at the time a professor at, uni- uh, at Yale. He was a music professor. And uh, he went on to win a bunch of Tonys for work he did on Broadway, which is which is pretty neat. Uh, and the album was produced by Mecco Minardo, who I, don't, I feel like Mecco is connected to early Star Wars music. Um, but their hope when they produced this album was that this was going to become an annual tradition, that they would put out every Christmas season a new Star Wars Christmas album. <laughs> Apparently that tradition died pretty hard. Um, it's, you know, it's funny because like, it came out after Empire Strikes Back, right? It came out the Christmas season of the year Empire was released. Um, but apparently it was written in 1979. So Empire still wasn't out. You know, the people that wrote this album weren't familiar that Star Wars went a little bit darker. So they kind of, you know, it's a very cheesy kind of campy feel to the album. But it's really fun. And like, that's the kind of music you want at Christmas time is just something sort of silly. Um, yeah. And, you know, the I think one of the most exciting parts of the album is it's the first time ever John Bon Jovi is on record. Uh, he recorded lyrics for the song uh, R2D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I loved Bon Jovi growing up and through like middle school and high school. So it's just so cool that Bon Jovi did this. I'm going to play a quick little clip from that song. You can hear the the uh, famous musician behind Living on a Prayer sings some Star Wars Christmas music. We look up at the winter star. We know that's where you are. Our chimney's big and round. So you can come right down. And if our wish comes true, we'll spend... Well, there you go. I, uh, I help people accidentally cut that music off. Um, but... 
So there you go. You got a little taste of uh, John Bon Jovi singing some Star Wars Christmas magic, um, which is just wild <laughs> to me that before before he goes big with with, of course, the the glam rock band of the 80s, Bon Jovi, he was putting down some lyrics for a sick track called R2D2. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, before he God. was living on a prayer, he was singing to R2. There we go. That and that's the best you can do. Just <laughs> it all went downhill from there for Bon Jovi. Sadly, <laughs> spoken like a diehard R two fan, Jason. So proud of you. <laughs> well, I am. Uh, let's see how many R. I've got at least three R twos um, within vision of me right now. So yes. <laughs> Love it. Well, you know, this, so you know, just, just a fun little Christmas album. So, if, you know, you're doing some last minute shopping or you're at home decorating and you've never listened to this album, just yank it off YouTube, give it a listen, have some fun with it. It's, it's really enjoyable. It's really cheesy, fun Star Wars. I mean, it's got a similar vibe to the holiday special, which came out the year before. Um, mm. So it's kind of got that cheesy vibe, but it's very Christmas themed. I mean, Anthony Daniels is on almost every track. He he both sings and narrates. He even does a narration of the night before Christmas. Um, they they don't call him Santa Claus. They call him S Claus. Not sure why, but, but it's it's really fun. It's it's uh, it's really cool that they got Anthony Daniels to do this. Although I'm not surprised. I feel like he just loves doing C3PO stuff. Yes, that that is very true. But yes, Christmas in the stars, out among the stars. What a merry Christmas it will be! Um, so, <laughs> what a, what a jam! What a jam! You've got you know you've got holiday greats like rocking around the Christmas tree. Uh, you know Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, holy night! And Christmas in the stars. Yeah, what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when yeah. he already has a home? Um. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, no, Jason, like I. I, you know, Star Wars and Christmas, they've been so closely tied into one another in the last, you know, the last couple of years, because each year at the Christmas season, we were getting a new Star Wars movie from 2015 to 2019. Um, And, uh, you know, it was it was a really exciting time for Star Wars. And now we're going on our second December in a row with no no new Star Wars film. I mean, we got this, you know, we got season two of Mandalorian, though, last year in the in the late fall or early winter. We're about to get Book of Boba Fett, uh, you know, as of the release of this recording a week from. So, which we are very excited about. We can't wait. Yes, can't absolutely. Wait, can't <laughs> wait to start the new year talking about the first couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Um, so, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jason, like, I, I love thinking about scenes in Star Wars that, you know, kind of corroborate with what's going on in, in the in the world. So I have so many different parts of Star Wars that make me think of Christmas based on like different points of life. So I picked a couple of moments I want to I, I wanted to chat about. And I know you did, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to kick this off or do you want me to? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off here. Um, so w- one of the things, you know, our, our version of Christmas here is going to be, you know, is it my version of Christmas at least is very much uh, influenced by, uh, you know, my upbringing and my, my you know, the Christian tradition of Christmas um, with, you know, the baby Jesus and all that stuff. So some of my references are going to be specifically 
referencing that aspect of Christmas, including this first one. Um, the, it makes me think a bit of the wise men seek, seeking for the baby Jesus by following the star. It's, it's Qui-Gon following the force seeking for the chosen one. Mm. So um, it's just a very simple, you know, one-to-one correlation there. Um, and, and it is, you know, Anakin is a little bit of a messiah character, so it tracks with that story a bit. Um, but uh, I've always considered Qui-Gon to be the wisest Jedi anyways, um, at least until Empire, um, when Yoda might have, you know, learned enough to surpass him. But um, so the I like the idea of being able to connect Qui-Gon with the wise men. Um, and that was just that, you know, following through the desert the star or the force uh, to, you know, the, 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 ba- the babe in the manger or the <laughs> chosen one uh, building a pod racer. So it's the same thing, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no difference. Um, no, I love that. I, I love like centering Qui-Gon as, 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 the, as the wise character because he totally is. And, mm-hmm. and, and specifically in that aspect of searching. Right. There's lots of wise characters in Star Wars. Yoda's a wise character in Empire. Uh, Quill is a wise character in Mandalorian. Maz Kanata has this wisdom. We've talked about characters like that in previous episodes in that capacity. Mm-hmm. But I love that it's Qui-Gon here specifically because he's seeking something. He's seeking, you know, he's 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 seeking this this deeper truth, this cosmic mystery in the force that's supposed to come to pass is something he's actively seeking. Um, so I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's that's my first moment. Uh I don't have a lot to say about it. And I'm probably not gonna have a ton to say about most of these. Um so it's just nice little connections and reminders that you can see in both Star Wars and the Christmas season. So Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's what's your first one? Uh well and I was really excited that like for whatever reason this was the first thing that popped into my head when I was thinking about about this topic and I was like I've never specifically talked about this scene and it's a really good one and it's it's kind of that closing coda of Revenge of the Sith where you have Bale taking baby Leia to Breha on Alderaan and Obi-Wan delivering baby Luke to um, Brew and Owen it's it's I mean to me like this is you know just like you Jason you know obviously for me Christmas is is more than just the the excitement and joy of uh, Santa Claus and, and, and all that stuff. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I, it means more to me as, as a person of, of, of a particular religious tradition. And, uh, you know, I just think like revenge of the Sith is this story of the darkness rising up and overcoming the light, stamping out the light. That's, that's what order 66 is all about. It's the mm-hmm. snuffer on all the candles across the galaxy. Um, but as Matthew Stover so beautifully writes in his, his closing coda, in the Revenge of the Sith novel, uh, love can uh, hold back. No, a single candle can hold back the darkness. Love is more than a candle. Love can ignite the stars. Right. That's how Matthew Stover chooses to end that novel after telling you that Luke and Leia have been delivered into the arms of loving caregivers. And I, and I just I love this message again, like this, this, ch- these children, these, this, uh, you know, these twins these innocent little children are this incredible hope for a brighter future. As darkness descends on the galaxy, 
this hope is buried in the desert and in the the beautiful palace of Alderaan. And, mm-hmm. you know, from from these children will spring the hope of light's return to the galaxy. Um, so I, I love that scene. Um, I love the colors of the scene. I love the music in the scenes, right? The soft playing of Leia's theme as, uh, as you know, Bale delivers Leia to, to Breha. I mean, it's just such a, such a great moment in the movie. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I have anything else more to say about that, but you know, I, I'm, I'm surprised at myself, Jason, that in over all these years, I've never talked specifically about this scene. Um, but it's so good, you know, and even the smile on Bale and Breha's face as they're cradling baby Leia, you know, you just see the joy that they have for it. Baru just lights up when she receives Luke from Obi-Wan. It's such a beautiful moment. And, I think in so many great ways, this, right, like this isn't about just training the next generation of Jedi warriors. It's Yoda entrusting these children in a, in a very specific type of love, something that was denied to Jedi Padawan. So just beautiful way to end that story. Yeah. The, the love coming to the world and being taken in and tended. It's great. Yeah. I, I do love it. That's a yeah. that's a great little uh, connection there. Not one I'd ever picked up on before. So well done, sir. Well, well thank done. you. Um, uh, well, what's your next one you were thinking about? Well, one of the big things that we do at Christmas time is that we give gifts, gifts of significance, of importance, or just goofy fun. Uh, you know, whatever the situation calls for. Um, however, we do get. Um, a very big moment in Star Wars that is uh, crucial in terms of a gift giving. It's also, you know, it's a gift in terms of there is an object given, but also um, impartation of of knowledge and almost uh, an awakening of destiny. And that is Obi-Wan handing over Anakin's lightsaber to Luke. Not only is he giving Luke the... Um, the lightsaber itself, you know, passing on the weapon from the father to the son. Um, but he's also giving Luke a better understanding of who his father was and awakening within Luke a sense of destiny and, and perhaps a new direction for his life. Um, so it's a very big, important gift. Um, but it is a gift nonetheless. And, uh, whether or not he was completely honest when he told Luke that your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, um, you know, isn't here nor there, but, um, you know, it's a gift and, uh, one that, that proved life changing. And sometimes gifts at Christmas can be life changing, not usually to that extent, but, um, you know, they're at least, fun for the moment and that's that's always a good thing so yeah no i i love that jason that's such a that's such a great pick um yeah (laughs) i i didn't even think about it that way but you you know you're so so right that you know obviously one of the most exciting parts of christmas especially as a child is the idea of getting gifts um Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I was actually literally thinking of this tonight. I was, I was rewatching one of my favorite Christmas movies, a Christmas story. And I, I mean, I love the scene at the end where the two boys come running down the stairs and they see all the presents under the tree. And, you know, even the narrator goes, Santa had come, you know, it's, it's just like <laughs> this beautiful little moment where 
it always transports me back to that like feeling of Christmas morning, you know, and again, obviously being fortunate enough to grow up in a, in a home that was able to provide such, you know, beautiful presents under the tree, but just that sense of wonder you had when you went down there. And it wasn't like just thinking more about like the gifts were kind of the immediate excitement as a kid, but even still mm-hmm. like as like a kid growing up, loving star Wars and always wanting new star Wars toys each year. It wasn't just about having something to have it, but it was an opportunity to tell a tell a richer story by getting new figures, right? And I know we've mm-hmm. talked about that kind of before, um, but like, I just I, it just had me thinking of that as the way you explained, like it's not just this physical object of giving Luke a lightsaber, but it's also opening up a little bit more of the truth of where he comes from and kind of opening him up to the possibilities of wonder that await him in his future. And like, I feel like that's kind of what it greets us when we open those presents on Christmas morning. Um, Again, more specifically as kids, it's just like all these new toys to like tell whole new adventures with, Uh, you know, just that that sense of excitement that you get from, from something new to, to add to your own story. So Love that you, I love the way you brought that in. That was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, what about you? What's your, what's your next one? Well, my next one actually comes from the Mandalorian. Um, and it's, uh, it's the scene when Grogu saves Din from the Mudhorn. Uh, you know, chapter two, and, and you know, I've, I've talked about this agnosium in the, uh, in previous episodes, but I love this moment when, it seems like Din is done. <laughs> he's done for. You know, all he's got is a knife against this mudhorn. And then we see little Grogu raise his hand and use the force to protect Din. Right? And I love the way Din just looks back at the child. And, and again, like, this is just props to, who, to whoever's in the body armor, right? Whether it's Pedro Pascal or one of the other stunt devils. Who knows? Um, but just a credit to their ability to just act so wonderfully through that helmet and you get, you just get this sense of, of awe and wonder as, as Din looks back at Grogu and, and the music helps elevate that too. the, the, the guitar piece that Ludwig is playing there is really okay. cool. Um, but again, just kind of connects to that, you know, that underlying, uh, Christian message of Christmas is that it, you know, God shows up in very unexpected ways, right? Like this child that shows up in Din's life, you know, it's going to have very unexpected uh, consequences for him, right? Like up to this point, Din has just been a bounty hunter, living his life that way in this secret society. And this <laughs> child is going to change all of that. And there's something wonderful about it. And 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 I love the scene when, you know, after <laughs> after Mando and Quill have gotten all this stuff back from the Jawas because they, they success, you know, he successfully gets the egg. As they're riding back, it's clear that Din told Quill the story. And Quill's like, I still don't understand. Tell me again. And he's like, I don't understand either. But there's like, again, that's this this sense of like, we don't know what's going on, but it's something worth telling, right? Um, I mean, it, the Christmas story is full of that. The shepherds in their fields and being told something wonderful that they don't fully understand. Um, you know, even so like everything about that Christmas story is about these, these unexpected things that are going to change your life. And I think it's in that moment, especially where, <laughs> where, where Din is like, what is this? Who is this child? And yes. uh, it's going to, it's going to change his future. Um, so yeah, I, I really love that moment. Yeah. Who is this child? 
Yeah. Uh, that's a great, that's a great, uh, a great connection there. Um, I love that. I love it because it is, you know, Christmas is the story there is, is full of, of unexpected promises coming to pass something that nobody believed was actually going to happen or at least not to them. And, and, uh, and it's all, you know, because of this child. Right. And, and Din has that moment too. It's like, my life is about to change. He may, he may not realize how much, um, then and there, but something's different and he's not quite sure what to make of it. But, It's this is not just another job anymore. This is definitely something else. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, what's 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 your last little moment, you know, that you've been thinking about? My last little sort of Christmassy Star Wars moment. Um, one of my favorite parts about Christmas is just bringing together family and friends and you know having the celebration and just you know being able to spend time together and so the the perfect moment of that that i could connect it to in star wars uh is the the endor celebration in return of the jedi so um they're up in the trees uh they they get to celebrate reunite with friends, family, you know, for, for a, you know, a common purpose, um, be able to relax, uh, just, you know, greet each other, hug each other, um, and be able to spend some quality time just being with each other, um, in a relaxed setting and a relaxed atmosphere. And I know not everybody has that kind of thing at Christmas time. Christmas can be stressful, uh, but you know, there, there's always the good moments where, where you can just, you know, be with friends or family or, or, or whatever. And so, uh, instead of being up in a tree, we're sitting around a tree, you know, um, <laughs> instead of campfires, there's Christmas lights. Um, or if you're lucky enough to have a, you know, a, a fire going in your fireplace or whatever, but, um, yeah, I, that's just, you know, kind of just like the nice little moment that I like to think of and uh, kind of ride out the the memories of Christmas night or whatever, um, just hanging out with, with people that I care about um, in, a, in a comfortable setting. So that's that's the, the last little scene and connection that I, I made uh, to Christmas this year, so... Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking of, I was thinking of that exact same moment for the exact same reasons, Jason, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it, it is, it's just this, this celebration of everything that they have. Um, right. And I think, I think that's also a, a thing for lots of people at Christmas time. It's right towards the end of the year. So a lot of people are reflecting on their year and all they've been mm-hmm. through and just relaxing with the people they, they care about and feel connected to and. Obviously, there's a little bit of a difference here with the fact that they also just won a war. Um, right. you know, they just fought this huge battle, so it's a different level of exhaustion. <laughs> um, yeah. But I would, I, I would argue that 2020 and 2021, in their own ways, they were long, hard years. We all came through another year of battle. And uh, you know, hopefully, like you said, we'll all be fortunate in our own way to get to be with people that we care about, feel safe with, feel at home with, and just celebrate. And you know, I think that's – I love that – 
this closing moment. And I would even say in a similar way, kind of the closing celebration uh, on Kajimi and in, in episode nine. Right. There's no line spoken because there there are no words at this point. You're you're past the point of exhaustion. There's nothing less. There's nothing left to say except just to be together. And that's that's what you see in the just like the the uh, the sense not, of not, sorry, not Kajimi, sorry, yes. not Kajimi. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, Asian, Asian class. class. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Wrong, wrong planet. It's like, wait, didn't um, Kajimi blow up? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. No, you're fine. It, but it's yeah, it's it's. I love that in, in Return of the Jedi, especially just yeah, yeah. the way Han and Luke embrace the way Han embraces Lando, uh, you know, wedge all professional yeah. trying to be the cool pilot, just shaking Luke's hand and Luke yanks him in for a hug, <laughs> you know, um, it, R2 in the Ewoks, you yeah. know, R, it, Lando, you know, using his hand to show Chewie how they blasted out of there at the last minute. Right. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so fun. It's so fun. I love that. Yeah. What about you? What 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 was your last pick then? If that wasn't it, what did you yeah, pick instead? Well, we'll just uh, rewind about a half an hour in the movie to 3PO's bedtime story. Um, I, I talk about this scene a lot, I know, in different capacities. Don't care. It's one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. Um, but, you know, kind of similar similar reasons, Jason, to what you were talking about with, with yours. Um, but, you know, I'll just start with obviously the, the physical setting, you know. They're in this really cozy place with a big fire. You know, that it, Christmas to me, and especially growing up in the Northeast, Christmas is always about a cozy feeling because nor- normally it's a pretty cold time of the year. Uh, global warming is changing that, sadly. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's this cold time of year. You want to be, you know, warm with the people you, you love. And I think the reason I kind of picked this moment as well isn't just that physical setting. But, again, it's the fact that a story is being told. Christmas is all about story time in, in a lot of ways, right? Like if you're a Christian of a, a particular faith tradition, doesn't matter whether you're Protestant, Catholic or something in between, you know, all, all Christians remember the story of Christmas. They retell that story every Christmas yep. season, right? Yeah. So it's, it's about this, this coming together in community and, and remembering something by telling the story. And that's what 3PO is doing. Um, like we've talked about before, you know, it's yes, it's 3PO addressing the Ewok tribe, but it's also addressing us, the audience, reminding us of what our heroes have been through, reminding us of their origin story and their times of trial and how they continue to persevere and fight the good fight. Like it's a story worth retelling every year. Um, and I feel like that's so true about Christmas time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even just literally like right when we gather with families, a lot of times stories are just told, whether it's stories of, you know, new grandkids in the family and you haven't seen them in a few months. So it's check out, you know, here's this fun new story that that tells us something about who they're growing into as a person or, you know, did I, did I ever send you this video of yeah. so-and-so such and such? Yeah. No, well, here, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I know, I mean, I was so close to my grandfather growing up. I used to love listening to them tell stories about Christmas time mm, on Christmas. Yeah. Right. Just sitting in the big comfy chair across from him uh, with like a, a big cup of hot cho- chocolate and just listening to him tell stories about our own family's past. And, you know, that's yeah. really what this moment is in Star Wars there in Return of the Jedi is 3PO is is reminding us the audience of this great tale of adventure that our heroes have been on and and again inviting us into it to be part of that story um 
So I, 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 I want to like, I need to do like an episode just on this scene sometime. Cause it makes me want to like geek out on all my like liturgical stuff about <laughs> church and about <laughs> how, like when we gather in community and we tell stories like this, it becomes this sacred sacramental event. Um, but I'll save that for another time. Cause, uh, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to bore people, but, um, yeah, we, we've gotten into Carl's nerd corner here. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Carl geeks out on star Wars and liturgical stuff. So <laughs> yeah, we've all got this our quirks, you know, it, it, I feel like, you know, having Caroline on a couple of weeks back and, uh, you know, just listening to her and her passion for studying caves and, and their importance and, yeah. and anthropology, it's just like, it kind of relit this light in me for like this excitement about like religion and theology that I used to get super into. So that's awesome. That's great yeah. though. So it, it, I'm not making fun of it. I, I think it's just, you know, it's great. Yeah, no, it's uh, awesome. Yeah. So again, her, her telling us a story in a sense kind of excited me to tell tell a new type of story. So that's what it's all about. That's what, that's what it was about for those Ewoks. As soon as they heard that story, chief Chirpa and Logre put their adorable heads together and were like, we in. <laughs> yep. So, um, so, thank you for yeah. translating into, into Ewokies, Jason. Yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Yubnub just translates into anything affirmative. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. oh man. Um, so, that was just part of what we had planned for this episode, Carl. What, what are we going to do, um, you know, kind of wrapping up the episode? We had another little thing we wanted to talk about here. Yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to just share some of our own, you know, like little our own little memories about Star Wars at Christmas time. And um, I mean, I, I just love remembering some of these stories. And uh, I'm going to lump a couple together here real quick, just because these are uh, a couple of big memories from when I was a kid. And, you know, the. The first one I'll mention, and again, I know I've told this over the years. Uh, that's part of doing something annually. But I mm. loved watching Star Wars while decorating our family Christmas tree. And uh, it's funny because I was talking to you know our, my buddy Jazz the other day, and I was you know I was saying, you know, it's when I look back, I feel like this was something we did traditionally for like three to five years. It probably happened only once or twice. But the way we as children sometimes remember things and how special they were to us. It can it can exemplify maybe it embellishes upon the facts. Right. But it it embellishes it into this deeper truth. And uh, I just I I know I know for a fact it was at least once, maybe two years in a row. I didn't own the Star Wars tapes yet. I didn't have anything on VHS. So I'm pretty sure it was because it was two years in a row on sci fi. They would play a Star Wars marathon. Um, I don't remember when it was sometime in December. We would be decorating our tree, and it was always to either Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. I never saw A New Hope until I owned the, the box set. But I just, you know, I just have this fond memory of of watching the Battle of Hoth while it was snowing outside, putting you know ornaments on our family Christmas tree, and then getting up the next morning and running out into the snowbanks uh, on either side of our driveway that were often six to seven feet high, and just me and my brothers digging our own little Echo base out of that. You know, it was so fun. Oh man, Toronto gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh and Master Luke no, <laughs> Yes, I too. I was just coming to that. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um no, that's that's fantastic. Uh I, I wish, you know, I I've never lived in a place that it snowed, so I don't have any of those sort of like Hoth and Star Wars memories. And to be perfectly honest, most of my Star Wars like big memories 
were around my birthday in May mm. um, because that's when, you know, growing up when the movies were coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would get Star Wars stuff at Christmas time, um, you know, from my friend, you know, from family and everything like that. But, you know, it, it wasn't anything like super impactful and dramatic until like the last couple of years. Um, the biggest one I have is um, that would have been 2016 with Rogue One. Um, right. That was 2016, right? Yeah. When that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it was okay. five years. It's five years old this year. Awesome. Um, but I remember uh, we had wrapped up all of our Christmas festivities for the day. It was like, I don't know. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, and I was like, "The movie theater is open. I'm gonna go walk over to the movie theater and see Rogue One." So I did. At like, <laughs> and I got there, and I got like a ten o'clock showing, and uh, my mom decided to drive over and join me, and we we went and watched Rogue One, uh, you know, to close out Christmas together. Um, and and that was just a fun l- little memory that we we got to do. Um, you know, everyone else was either tired or you know gone home or or whatever. But we just decided to go see Star Wars uh, <laughs> to wrap up Christmas, uh, just on a whim. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I still remember doing that, and uh, I kind of wish that there was a Star Wars movie this year so that maybe I could repeat the the cycle. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of one of the biggest ones that I have for the last few years. I've got some more to talk about, but I don't know how many you've got you want to mention. So, yeah, well, I, it's funny. You mentioned this memory about sharing something like that with your mom. It actually, that's one of the stories I was going to tell is, um, six years ago when force awakens came out, um, I was in town, you know, seeing my, seeing my folks on the, the week of Christmas and my mom really, she's like, I really want to see the new Star Wars movie with you. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, at that point, I'd probably seen it eight or nine times, but I didn't care. I'd go again. And we went, it was, I, I, can't, I honestly don't remember if it was Christmas Eve morning or Christmas Day morning. I'm almost positive it was Christmas Day. Um, and we went and saw Force Awakens. And it was really fun, like, getting to, to share a modern Star Wars movie with my mom. I mean, she'd seen... Most of the prequels with me, you know, she was the one that drove me to the theater to see the special editions in 97. Um, and what was really cool, because uh, I'd never seen my mom react like this in a movie because it's just not how she is with movies. But when Ray catches that lightsaber, you know, at the end on Starkiller Base, it flies mm-hmm. past Kylo into Ray's hand. My mom literally jumped out of her seat and cheered. I'd like, I just never seen my mom act like that in a movie theater. And uh, <laughs> it was just it was so cool. And, and you know. When we were leaving the theater, my mom was like, I just absolutely love that she was the hero of the story. And it's like, yeah, no doubt. Like, I bet because my mom grew up when Star Wars was coming out, right? Like, same as your Mm -hmm. mom. She's probably around the same age as your mom. Um, And like Leia was the heroine, but she was still she was still side fiddle to Luke. Um, So I think it was really cool. And, you know, we've we've talked about this before. Katie's talked about this when she used to be on the show a lot about how how powerful that moment was for every little girl that saw Ray catch that blade. Not in it. Right. Not just for girls. I loved it, too. You loved it, too. Like It was an awesome moment. Um, It's one of my favorite moments in the movie. Yeah. Um, But it was just so cool to see my mom get excited like that. Um, Yeah. And uh you know, that that Star Wars was telling a new type of story in a way, uh, which was just really cool. So 
that that's definitely a fun one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a couple of like Star Warsy things that I've done. Uh, Star Wars stuff that I've done for Christmas this year a little bit. Um, one is directly Christmas related, and one is sort of Christmas adjacent. Um, <laughs> Christmas adjacent. Yeah, yeah, Christmas adjacent. There we go. I, I need to coin a new phrase now. Uh, when it refers to me, it's Christmas adjacent. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the the Christmas adjacent one uh, is I this month. Um, I finally uh, finished listening to the Alphabet Squadron trilogy with uh, Victory's Price um, on audiobook. I had it on Audible. And, um, I finished it last week. Um, and a lot of the time that I was listening to it was out on my, my walk around some of the neighborhoods around here, um, at night. And so I'm out there listening to it and looking at all the Christmas lights that are up on all the houses and things like that. And so it was just kind of a nice, you know, calm, relaxing setting to be able to listen to, you know, starships exploding and you know things like that um but <laughs> but it was just a, a nice sort of overall thing it's like i'm listening to star wars mm-hmm. and it was actually a really good book i quite enjoyed it um and uh but also just the visuals of of you know looking at all the lights and stuff like that it was just a really nice kind of you know just moment to kind of sit back and go this is this is a nice moment um and so that was uh, that was sort of the adjacent one. And then um, just a couple couple days ago, we had um, the Christmas party for work um, at the escape room I've been working at, and uh, we got together for like food and hanging out, and you know we put on some you know Christmas specials of various types, um, including the Lego Star Wars Christmas special from I think it was last year or maybe the year before. Um, no, it was last year. Um, or maybe it was new this year. I don't remember. It's been since the rise of Skywalker came out. So, um, but, uh, the, the new star Wars, uh, Lego star Wars Christmas special. And it was actually pretty funny. It's definitely better than the original star Wars Christmas special. Um, not even a close challenge. Um, but it was, it was funny to watch, you know, I didn't, you know, get to sit and like, fully take it all in because, you know, we were having a party and eating and talking, but, you know, by the end of it, most of us had kind of like zoned into the show and like finished it up. Um, it was funny because they are trying to have a life day celebration on Kashyyyk. Um, and Chewie's family are coming over to the millennium Falcon to help celebrate. So, that's sort of the initial like setting for for the Lego Christmas special, and it's like this is familiar, but they did it better. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun special if you if you want to have just some like goofy Star Wars fun with bright colors and uh, the mess and the lesson learned being hey, it's time you know times like this are for family and for being together and uh, you know, learning how to uh, you know, that, that sort of thing, you know, 
that that's you know kind of a nice little show. Um, I rather enjoyed it. I'm probably going to go watch it again fully uh, to be able to focus and take it all in um, later. But yeah, that happened like literally two days ago. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched it last year and it, it was really fun. Um, I love that you want to go back and rewatch it. I did. I didn't have a fondness enough for it. For, I was like, okay, I'm glad I watched it, but I don't know that I would watch it again. Maybe, maybe some other year. Um, but yeah, you're. Uh, I mean, I can't disagree in the least that it's a million times better than the 1978 holiday special. Um, oh. Like, it's actually really fun. Like, like you said, like Ray goes to some really neat places. Like, meets people all across the Star Wars timeline. It's kind of like jumping around the multiverse. <laughs> um, yes. So you know, it's 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 cool. Like it is, it is a really fun star Wars project. Um, and Legos was honestly, I think the only reason I don't love it more is because it's Legos. I just, I have no attachment to Legos whatsoever. I never played with them as a kid. Really don't like them as an adult. So I feel like if I had actually just done regular animation, like, or especially like 2d animation, I feel like I'd love it even more or heck claymation like Rudolph. Oh man, I'd have been all in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fair that's fair my my biggest connection to star wars and legos is the video games so oh sure uh, which are just absolutely a blast so yeah if you have a chance you should play lego star wars because they are very good you know humble listener um <laughs> but yes <laughs> yeah no that um, um yeah no that's i think that's my only little hang up with it because i just i don't care that they're legos it's like oh man if this now now i can't get out of my head that i want a claymation star wars holiday special (laughs) i mean that would be fantastic yeah yes uh, claymation star come on the the wampa you know definitely was impacted by the abominable snow monster from rudolph uh because rudolph came out in 1968 i believe so it was well before empire strikes back so exactly you have to have a do the question is then carl do wampas bounce that's a great question. And I, I don't, I've never known a Wampa who turned down deer meat for a pork dinner. So. Right. Exactly. You know. <laughs> I love Rudolph. Uh, what a, what a Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the North. Uh, gold, and silver, then or peppermint mine. What am I looking for all my life? <laughs> Oh, now I want to go watch that. Anyway, I know. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> well, I so uh, I'll share another like pretty modern or modern, uh, pretty recent Christmas Star Wars memory. And it was it was when Rise of Skywalker came out in 2019. You know, right during the holiday season, like all the last few have. Um, getting to see that with you know my buddy Greg and Ben. Uh, you know, my, they're my Star Wars brothers here in, in Boston and getting to see that with them was just so much fun. And then also getting to share it with uh, three of my other like closest friends that I consider like sisters. Um, they, you know, we had so much fun seeing this new movie. Um, and I had never experienced Star Wars with with people that I love so dearly before. Um, like I did with rise of Skywalker, like episode nine. Yeah. It's, it's a bit of a hot mess of a movie, but I can never really have a disdain for it because when I first watched it, it was with the people that mean the most to me in the world. (laughs) And, and I loved getting to like, feel all that emotion with them. there present. Um, you know, I remember when force awakens came out crying bitterly (laughs) when Han Solo died and, uh, you know, and then crying just as hard when he shows up to have his beautiful moment with with Ben, 
Um, and you know, my best friend just like squeezing my hand and like letting me cry it all out. Like just, it was just <laughs> this beautiful moment. And, uh, uh, yeah. So that, that'll, that'll forever be a star Wars highlight of my life was getting to share that with all them. So, um, and I'll sure, I'm sure I'll get to do more of that as more star Wars projects are released in December. So absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll have even a new Christmas memory, you know, in another week when we watch, uh, you know, Book of Boba Fett. Who, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Boba Fett's going to ride in and Slave One's going to be covered in jingle bells and Christmas lights or something. <laughs> um, and he's going to bring Chewie a comb. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, um. <laughs> the... There's one other thing that I, I want to make sure I, I, you know, get in here. Um, that's actually also from this year. And that is, um, being able to decorate the Christmas tree with some of the ornaments that you sent home with me <laughs> from my trip, uh, up to Boston. So, uh, Carl has a quite a collection of Star Wars Hallmark ornaments. Um, and I was lucky enough to, uh, take some of the duplicates home with me after I visited him. Uh, earlier this year and getting to put them out on the tree and uh, you know, all that fun stuff was, was really, was really fun. Um, Qui-Gon is not on the tree, but he's uh, displayed behind a nativity scene um, yeah. as yep. my wise men. Um, I, that is my story and I'm sticking to it. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jason, because actually that's the story I was going to tell next is last Christmas when I was in town visiting, you know, my my folks in New York. Uh, I still have one really close friend that I grew up with, went to high school with and all that. And he lives literally across the street from my dad now. So it's super convenient. And before I came into town, um, he was texting me and he's like, hey, man, like he sent me a picture of these two big boxes full of Star Wars Hallmark ornaments. It's like, hey, man, I've been cleaning out the the basement at my parents' house. Um, these are all my old Star Wars ornaments. You want them? And I was like, yeah, you don't, you don't want any of them? Like they were like, they were in like perfect condition, still in the boxes. He's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, I'm, he, he and his, he and his wife have a couple kids now. And like, he's just trying to make room for all their new stuff. And he's like, I was like, well, like, I was like, let me give you some money for him at least. Cause like, you know, these are really remarkable stuff. And he's like, Carl, I was just going to take them to like Goodwill if you didn't want them. So just take them off my hands. And it was awesome because like he grew up with a brother and his it's so funny because their mom grew up thinking that they were always rivals, but they were actually quite good buddies. <laughs> um, so she would always buy them each the same ornament. They never most of them have never even been opened. So I had these two massive boxes of Christmas ornaments that my friend gave me last Christmas. And it was it's when I brought those home again, it was like I was mentioning earlier. It was like when I when I put those two boxes into my car last year, I was just like the possibilities of what I can do with these is endless. And it's like, I, yeah. can, I can give some away on the show. Like I was immediately looking at some of the ornaments. And I was like, all right, th this, these are perfect for, for Greg. These are perfect for Ben. Jason's going to need these. I sent some to Katie. Um, like I was like, I just couldn't wait to like find like the perfect people for them. And uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm so grateful to my friend, Chris for, for giving those to me. And, and like you said, my tree is pretty much covered in Star Wars this year, and and I'm yeah. so proud of that. So I, I think you mailed me like two of them after Christmas last yeah. year. Yeah, um, like so I have a couple from last year that you sent me, and then I got like you know half a dozen more when I went out there this year. So I'm all set now uh, for for next year. Like my my tree is going to be like a lot lot of Star Wars ornaments. <laughs> um, so. 
yeah that's that's kind of a big exciting thing uh it's like i'm all set for my own christmas tree next year uh because oh yeah i'm gonna be moving soon (laughs) (laughs) so now i'm all set for my own stuff um yeah you gotta deck out that star wars christmas tree gotta absolutely um well, I have one last little memory I want to I want to bring up. Uh, do you have any more? Um, not not particularly. Uh, I mean, like I I always get like some some fun Star Wars something at Christmas time. Uh, you know, if if nobody knows what to get me, they get me something that has Star Wars on it, um, <laughs> which is totally fine by me. It's how I have um, the the Mandalorian uh, monopoly set. It's, you know, (laughs) all sorts of things like that, you know? Um, So I'm, I'm just interested to see what it'll be this year. Um, So, (laughs) um, but yeah, nothing, nothing particularly uh, direct that jumps out to me right now. So uh, what's, what's your last Christmas memory that you have? Well, I want to I want to tell a story, Jason, because okay. we've talked so much about the importance of telling stories at Christmas time. So I'm going to I'm going to try to set the scene here and and and, and be like my grandfather, the good, the great storyteller. Um, I'm going to fail miserably, but it doesn't mean I won't try. Uh, but no, Jason, I want to I just want to. And, and again, I know I've told this story over the years as well. But I would be remiss to not tell the story of when I first got the star Wars trilogy box set. Um, Mm. I mean, owning star Wars, the ability to watch starry star Wars as often as I wanted was a huge part of loving and becoming engrossed in star Wars. Um, right. And it's, it's just wild. I mean, it's why it would have been a wild thing for eight, nine year old Carl to think like, like, Hey, in another 15, 20 years, you're going to be able to watch any Star Wars movie anytime you want on your phone, your computer, or your TV. <laughs> like, you know, like that just would have blown my mind to, yeah. to just have that ready access. But in a similar way, and I'm going to get off topic for a second before I tell my story, but in a similar way, uh, I had to commit those stories to memory in a very powerful way. And I think that's what's very true of like older fans, the fans that grew up in the 70s and 80s. And why I think sometimes they. <laughs> They might seem a little bitter um, is because they had to commit Star Wars in a way that we don't have to anymore. Like the, the ready access of anything Star Wars today is is astounding to anybody that grew up with them in the 70s and 80s, even the 90s um, like you and I, Jason. Um, so, again, it's it's not to it's not to be like back in my day. It was so much better. It just just to, just the difference of um the way we just kind of digested what little bit of star Wars we got back then and the way we committed every scene to memory, because you couldn't just pull it up on your phone. You couldn't just throw it on your VHS for a long time. You had to sit back, maybe put on the music, which is probably why you and I, Jason love the music so much. Like so many other folks, you had to put Mm -hmm. on the music, grab your action figures and tell the story yourself. Right. Like yeah. uh, th- there was such a magic to that. And I, I, I imagine that's probably true for anybody who's got children that do that, you know? And even if you did have the VHS, you know, if you wanted to just watch a specific part, you had to like fast forward or, or rewind it just for like ever to even get to that point. And it was like, Oh, I missed it. I got to go back. And Oh man, I'm like halfway through the scene. Got to rewind it again. That was too far. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> it was, <laughs> You remember those days. <laughs> of course. Yeah. How, how could I forget? 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So I, I just, uh, I, I, I just want, you know, I, I remember it was, it was the year that the VHS box set came out the, you know, the THX remastered version. It's got the, you know, stormtrooper Vader helmet and uh, Yoda's face on it. And every year at Christmas Eve, uh, my parents would give me and my brothers a family gift. We'd all get one gift to share. And we were allowed to open it on Christmas Eve after Christmas Eve uh, service. And every year it was something we all liked. And at that time, I was the big Star Wars fan. My brothers enjoyed it, but I loved it. So we got the Star Wars box set. We, you know, we opened it up. It was the original Star Wars trilogy with that handwritten note from George Lucas on the binding telling you to enjoy this for generations to come, share it with your children and grandchildren. And I felt like Luke. I love that you had that moment in here today, Jason, uh, that, that moment when Luke gets that lightsaber. That's that's exactly how I was feeling. And uh, <laughs> I made sure that it was just mine. The day after Christmas, I went to each of my brothers, I went to my older brother, and I was like, what can I trade you to give up your third <laughs> share of this? And he, and my older brother was so sweet because he was like kind of whatever about Star Wars. He's like, you don't have to give me anything. It's yours. And I went to my younger brother. I had to give him something. I don't remember what, I'm, but whatever it was, it was worth it. I can't remember what it was. So it was <laughs> mine. This was my trilogy. This was my story. These were my gospel stories to, <laughs> to digest and to change my life. And, uh, you know, it, it allowed me to commit to something I loved so deeply from that day forward. Um, I still, I still remember the smell of my empire strikes back VHS from that set because it'd been played so many times. It was always smoking hot. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that's my last little memory. That's fantastic. I love that. I love that. Now we, uh, we got that trilogy. Uh, we got the special edition trilogy VHS set whenever, like the first day it came out, you know, so I don't remember when that was, but it was like, I think it was like a, a June, May or June kind of a thing. So that was definitely a birthday thing for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of miss the fact that, you know, Star Wars, you know, when it comes to Christmas and Star Wars, I kind of miss the fact that not all the big things happen at Christmas because my birthday was always in May. And like, so I'll, you know, going to go see a new Star Wars movie for my birthday was always what we did with the prequels, you know? Um, so, <laughs> um, so I kind of missed a li- that a little bit, but uh, I love that, you know, now, now that Star Wars is kind of just here. Uh, and new stuff is coming out all the time. There's more opportunities to have specifically Christmas memories with it now. So, um, so yeah, that's great. And I, I love, <laughs> I love that you had to like barter with your brothers <laughs> to ensure that thing was yours yeah. for all eternity. You still have it. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, oh, actually, it's in your Star Wars room, right? Well, I, I, I can't fib, Jason. I years probably about fifteen years ago when my dad sold our the house I grew up in. I, I was already, um, well, no, it was less than fifteen years ago. What well, doesn't matter? But when he was selling that house, I was already out living in Boston, and he was like, "Come home, like go through your stuff, like whatever you want. You know, I'll make sure to pack it up at the new house. Whatever you don't want, you know, I'm going to take to Goodwill or or, or whatever." I was like, okay. 
And I had like a whole row of on a shelf of VHS tapes. I mean, I didn't have a v- VCR even anymore. So I just put them all in the tape and I the thing. And I was like, well, at least at Goodwill, somebody will get, you know, someone will get a fun movie. Um, so I did give them away a while back. But then when I was finally able to create my first Star Wars room, I was like, I need that piece to have in here. So I just I bought a set off of eBay for like 10 bucks. So it's not the one I grew up with. Um, but but you have one. But I have one. Yes. And and it still means the same. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and I was fortunate enough, like back earlier this fall, uh, Joe Hogan gave me a, when I was down visiting him, he gave me an old VCR that works. And uh, I've been, wa- I was watching them a lot <laughs> after he gave me that. Um, oh, so man, are they full screen or widescreen? They're, oh, they're, uh, they're full screen and you, <laughs> they cut out a lot. The, the, it yep. looks terrible, but it's also just like super heartwarming. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's just that old picture. Um, yeah. Yeah. I loved that. So. No, that's great. That's great. Well, there you go, folks. Some of our Star Wars Christmas memories. Um, hopefully they, you've had some great ones and that you can make some new ones, too. Who knows? Maybe your favorite Star Wars memory will happen this year. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, you know, possible. Time will tell. Time I mean, will tell. If if Zuckus shows up in the first episode of Book of Boba Fett, we know one person who will never forget this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Uh, my friend Ben, his his oldest son would, I I think uh, I think he'd 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 lose his mind in all the right ways. So yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know. Uh, um, Jason, before we go, I just wanted to share uh, a new announcement. Uh, there is going to be a new segment that I'm going to be hosting. Um, it won't be directly through Wampa's Lair, but we'll, it'll still be we'll still it'll be a little segment new to the Star Wars Report Network. Uh, our good friend Riley, of course, Riley Blanton's been helping me get it all set up because I really stink at RSS feed stuff. Um, but I'm going to be starting a new monthly segment about Marvel because Jason, my heart has fallen so deeply for Marvel this year. I just need to talk about it more. And the friend who I've connected deeply with on these conversations is of course, good old Katie Horn. So Katie and I are going to be starting a new monthly segment called Marvelous Musings. And we're going to be delivering delivering to you this Christmas weekend, our first episode where we talk all things Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, we spoil the heck out of it. So if you, if you see that episode drop later this week and you're like, oh, I still haven't seen the movie, do not listen to that episode because we get into things quickly. Of course, we give spoiler warnings in the episode. Um, but all the same, uh, we get into things and, uh, I'm super excited. I asked Katie about this a few, a few months ago and we've been going back and forth about how best to do it. And, and I'm super excited for the opportunity, uh, to do, to do this new segment with her. So, uh, yeah, that you're going to get your, your first episode of that, uh, later, later this week. Um, it will be in the Wampus Lair feed at first, but it will be uh, starting in January. It's going to have its own feed. I'll remind you all of that uh, when we have the second episode come out. So uh, super excited to be doing doing a show with Katie again. Um, so we have a great time talking Spider-Man. We get super emotional because the, mo- the movie is super emotional. It's fun. So hopefully you'll check that out this Christmas weekend. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and who knows? I might make guest appearances depending on what they're talking about. So because <laughs> I, I know there's a there's a few things out there that I might demand to to talk about. Because um, I do like Marvel. I, I do like the Marvel movies. They're they're a lot of fun. Um, but uh, you know, Star Wars and Doctor Who have my heart. So 
Um, <laughs> but you know, there might be a few things I'm like, Hey guys, Don't hey guys, worry. can I, can I, can I, so <laughs> look out for, look out for me, maybe, um, we'll see, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to listen to it just cause, uh, you know, I love both of these people. So um yeah don't I'll, listen I'll, to it till yeah. you see spider-man though jason unless you want oh, to get okay. spoiled so i i have honestly shh, don't tell anyone carl um but i haven't seen any of the actual individual spider-man movies starring what? tom holland yet so what? yeah oh, i've only gosh. i've seen him in the avengers <laughs> stuff so yeah. i haven't seen any of these the ones specific not all the way through i've seen bits and pieces but um you should do that. I, They're really good. Especially Homecoming is amazing. The second one, Far From Home, I thought was fine. It wasn't wasn't didn't thrill the heck out of me. But No Way Home is, I you know people are talking about it being as good as Endgame. I I don't agree with that. I don't think it's nearly as good as Endgame. But it is top tier Marvel for sure. It's 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 easily going to be top five Marvel movies for me. Um, so nice. But anyway, yeah. So if you want to hear me, you know, talk in a similar way about Marvel that I do with Star Wars with somebody who's just incredibly brilliant about all things movies and all things Marvel. Katie's been a hardcore Marvel fan since the beginning. So she she helps ground me in a lot of ways, too, which is which is super fun. Um, and uh, she sees the connections a lot better because she's lived with them longer, which is awesome. So I love being able to to share that with her. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you'll check that out. Yeah, it'll be awesome. And if you're looking for some sort of Marvel Star Wars connection, I hear Hawkeye has oh, yeah. uh, Christmas in the Stars playing. No, it, um, it has it has a, it, the second song, Bells, 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 off the album, is playing oh. in the fourth episode. I missed it. Uh, my buddy Greg texted me. He's like, did you notice it? And I was like, no, I didn't. And he told me the exact timestamp. So then when I went back, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so obvious. But I just I just didn't hear it that first time. So it was it was cool that he he pointed that out. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, all right. Uh, Carl, if people want to weigh in on anything Star Wars and Christmas related, uh, where can they do that, sir? Um, well, of course, we are on Twitter at Wampas Lair. You can also find us on Instagram, the Wampas Lair. You can always email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. And uh, anything else before we close down this festive episode? Uh, No, Jason, just, you know, to everyone listening, hope you have a great holiday season and Merry Christmas to those of you who celebrate. Thanks for making this 10th year so much fun for us. Super excited Mm -hmm. for the start of the new year uh, in two weeks and uh, diving right into Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Well, Merry Christmas to all, to all a good night, and thank you for listening to the final episode of the Wampus Lair oh. podcast for 2021. Jason. Is, yes? I'm so sorry. I'm going to cut you off real quick because the way you said that, uh, to Christmas, to all a good night. Stick around after the, the credit music for C-3PO's telling of The Night Before Christmas. There we go. <laughs> That'll do it for us. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 449, Christmas in the Stars. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next year here in the Wampus Lair. Merry Christmas.
Hurry up, everyone! We have to finish before S. Claus gets here. Why do we have to leave every Christmas before he arrives? Because he doesn't want us to see him. Why not? Maybe he's shy. Maybe he doesn't exist. Oh, he exists, all right. I have a sighting right here in my memory bank. You mean you actually saw... Judge for yourself. It happened only last year. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the shop the toy-making droids had each come to a stop. The toys and the gifts had been stacked up with care in the hope that S. Claus would himself soon be there. All over the world, children old, children young were asleep as they dreamed of the stockings they'd hung. With a smile on their faces, all snug in their beds, as visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. But needing a wrench that I couldn't find, I went back to the shop, leaving R2 behind. No, R2, you were not there. I saw him all by myself. Don't listen to him. I'm telling the story. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. As I searched through the shop, there came a great clatter. And I thought, oh, my stars, there is something the matter. Then the clatter got louder and got me so vexed, I hid under a bench to see what would come next. The light of the moons on the new fallen snow lit the walls of the shop with a soft, friendly glow. When there, at the window, what I saw made me stare. A sleigh and eight reindeer floating in air. And jumping across from the sleigh to the floor was a round little man. Nothing less, nothing more. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. And I thought, can it be that S. Claus is alive? Why, the odds against that are ten billion to five. So who was this creature coming so near? What should I do? Was he someone to fear? But a wink of his eye and a turn of his head soon helped me to know I had nothing to dread. But what do you mean, R2? I was not frightened at all. No. No, I was under the bench because, well, I didn't want to get in the way. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the best part. He said not a word as he held out his sack. Then he reached for our toys and he started to pack. And I thought as I watched this shy little man, what a joy to be part of his wonderful plan. Then he jumped in a flash to the seat of his sleigh, calling out to his reindeer to take him away. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. By the light of the stars on each child we will call. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. I heard him exclaim as he sped out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.